Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one. Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 1. If you're all there, say amen. And they came to Derby and Lystra, and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a certain Jewish woman who believed, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the brethren who were in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted to have him go with him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were at the region, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees to keep that were determined by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in faith and increased in number daily. Verse 6. Now when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, After he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Father, I thank you for these two families and for all the families represented here and the incredible vision of King's Cathedral and Chapels. We stand in awe. I stand in awe that I get to be a part of it. I thank you, Lord, for these amazing families, those that are new and those that have been here for decades. We ask for your power now to come upon the service and the moments that I preach that faith and vision would be burned in the hearts of each and every man, woman, and child. And those listening, those that will listen at a later day. I thank you without vision, your people perish. So by that, we're certainly flourishing. It's a vision far bigger than any of us could do in ourselves. But together, contending as one man, we could live a dream. And see it come to pass. And in the end, when we stand before you, here, well done, now good and faithful servant. So we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. You may, you may be seated. I, in preparation for preaching and studying many different passages, I'll work on series and then I don't get to preach them. And they just sort of go, you know, all of you that understand what that means. They'll, they'll, they'll sort of go in the hopper, loaded in the magazine, ready for cannon fodder, if you, as you will. And um, I was seeking the Lord. It's a special, it's a special night tonight, you know, where you, you get to receive a whole brand new ministry family with, a, with an incredible dream, as you said. And you send another family out that you dearly love and have been doing life with for five years. And they are going on their way to a dream. And as I was praying, just after an angel clubbed me at about 3.30 this afternoon, about 3.30 in the afternoon on Sundays, 
an angel comes to my house and hits me with a bat. <laughs> it's not painful at all. It's glorious. I just, I'm laid out. <laughs> and I dream. I usually have dreams on, on, on Sunday afternoons. And um, I just kept hearing, I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a dream. And then, uh, yeah, I'm musical. I was very affected by the words of Martin Luther King. And I don't know where I heard it just so many times. Well, I have a dream. It just does something to me. Am I, am I the only one? I don't think so. Those anointed words that came forth in the month of August, the day is 28, 1963, at the Lincoln Memorial where he preached, I have a dream. So I woke up and hearing I have a dream and then hearing the voice of Martin Luther King, I have a dream. And then hearing another section of another, another sermon, a speech, I've been to the mountain, I've seen the promised land. Well, I might not make it, but I've seen the promised land and just stirring within me the word of the Lord about having a dream. I have a dream too. Does anybody else have a dream? God speaks through dreams and visions. And if you had a dream when you were younger and it didn't come to pass and maybe you were discouraged and you went through some hurtful things that caused your dream to crash and burn, I want to tell you tonight that God wants to breathe on your dream. Dream again. Dream again. Dream again. Hope again. God wants to do amazing things through your life and mine. God wants to do amazing things through you. He wants to do amazing things through the state of Alaska. He wants to do amazing things in the body of Christ. God has a dream. Jeremiah 29 and 11, for I know the plans I have for you. For I know the dreams that I have for you, I could say that. Dreams to give you a hope and a future. I have a dream today. I just want to read a section of this because it's so awesome. Martin Luther King, August 28, 1963, at the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. It's, it's about a 16-minute speech that he brings, and he said at the last part, I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream that one day the state of Mississippi, the state sweltering with the heat of injustice, sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they'll not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama, with its vicious, racist, with its governor having his lips dripping with the words of nullification, one day 
Right there in Alabama, little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls and sister, as sisters and brothers. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day every valley shall be exalted and every hill and every mountain shall be made low. That the rough places will be made straight and the crooked places will be made straight and the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all flesh shall see it all together. This is our hope. This is our faith that I go back to the south with, with faith. I have a dream that America can be a great nation, that this can come true. And so let freedom ring from the hilltops of New Hampshire. Let freedom ring the mount, mighty mountains of New York. Let freedom ring in the heightening Alleghenies, Alleghenies of Pennsylvania. Let freedom ring in the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring in the cavernous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and molehill of Mississippi. From every mountainside, let freedom ring. And when this happens, and when we allow freedom ring, we will let it ring from every village and every hamlet, from every state and every city. We will be able to speed up the day when all of God's children, black men, white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics, be able to join hands in the singing of the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we're free at last. Woo, my God. Oh, somebody ought to say hallelujah. Because God has a dream for us tonight. God has a dream for the United States of America. God has a dream for the state of Alaska. God has a dream for you and me. God has a dream for every man, every woman, every child. He has a dream, and it's time to stand up and take it by force. It's time to take the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ and declare it all across the land. Let the freedom ring. Let freedom ring. Come on, say hallelujah. hallelujah. The Apostle Paul is an example of, of God having a dream for a man. He's called by God in Acts 9. Ananias goes to pray for Saul. Saul tells his testimony a few times in the book of Acts. Acts 26, verse 15, it says this. Now get up, this is the Lord speaking to Saul, who later is called Paul. Now get up, stand on your feet. I have appeared to you, appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen of me and what I will show you. I will rescue you from the hands of your own people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. When we look at this text. He established churches in Galatia and Phrygia. He also started a number of churches in Derby, Antioch, Iconium, Lystra. And he goes back to these churches on his second missionary journey with Silas. And as they traveled, 
They decided to do more for God and headed up to Bithynia, which is north of Galatia. If you look at your maps in the back of your Bible, I know some of you didn't, maybe never used those before. And the Spirit basically says no. They, they wanted to go to Asia, but the Spirit says no. Now here's the thing. Is it not God's will to preach the gospel to every nation, every tribe, and every tongue? Clearly, yes. Go into all the world and preach the good news, right? Yes. And yet, they're wanting to go to this region, and the Spirit says no. Unbeknownst to the Apostle Paul, but known by Almighty God, the holder of the dream, Peter is in that same region preaching. And it could be that they would have crossed over and had some problems there. How many of you know God is a master orchestrator? I mean, man makes plans, but God directs them. The footsteps of the righteous are clearly ordered by the Lord. Over and over and over, I've seen people just moving along the path of life and then God leading them and directing them, a divine set of circumstances, a prophetic word, a moving, a burden that comes to your heart, a dream that you might have, a prophetic word that's released. I'm so encouraged to be a part of this great church because there's no telling what could happen. Listen, you might have gotten dragged out of the muck and miry clay today, but five years from now, who knows what God will do for you? Who knows where, where you've come from? There are no limitations in God, only those who limit God. Don't limit Him. Dream a dream. Plant a church in, in Europe. Plant a church in Africa. Plant a church wherever God tells you to be a part of, of a great dream of changing the nations for the glory of God. Principles on fulfilling your dream, very simply, because I, I want to eat cake. <laughs> and we want to have a time of fellowship. Let me give you a number of principles on how to live the dream. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, we must yield our lives to God. We must yield our lives to God. Now, I am in a very aggressive driver. I learned to drive in Manhattan, that uh, New York City, that has some, uh, they tell me that has some negative aspects to it. I'm not aware of too many of them. My, my, when my wife's with me, she, she helps me drive more sane. Uh, I'm an aggressive driver. I'm a defensive driver also, but when it's time to yield, if I have an inch on the other car, they're yielding to me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, like, if I'm coming and I've got a little bit more speed, I'm like, you say, well, that's not very polite. I know, it's not very polite. Well, I'll tell you, when I yield, when they're bigger, they're faster, like it's an 18-wheeler, I'm going to yield. God is God. And if you will learn to yield your life to him, he will take your life and make it amazing. But you can't be at the driver's seat all the time. Some of you crashed the bus. Some of you lost the bus. Some of you crashed your bike. Some of you don't even have a bike. Yield to God. There's no way you can fill, fulfill, fulfill the dream unless you bend the knee. If you don't bend the knee, you don't yield to him. And you'll never fulfill it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Verse 22, Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons. And in your name perform many miracles. And I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. 
away from me, you evildoers. It's a terrifying scripture. God wants you to know him, to walk with him. Just because you've got power, just because you're seeing miracles through your life doesn't mean that you know him. See, the name of Jesus is the name of Jesus, whether you're serving him or not. So you can use the name of Jesus to drive out a devil and then actually have no intimacy with God at all. And even very possibly not even be saved. No, we must yield to him. You've got to give your heart to him. The second principle, the second point, understand that God's ways are not your ways. In both of these testimonies that you heard, you see the miraculous, invisible hand becoming visible, revealing his plan. In my own life, I can tell you, and in the, in the lives of, of everybody I know that's ever done anything for the Lord, it doesn't always pan out the way that you would hope. In fact, the time that I got very offended at the Lord and how he didn't do something that I thought he should have done and even promised me that he was going to do is when I got so disappointed, so offended at God that I turned my back on him and went right back into the world for about eight months of living hell because he didn't do it the way that I thought he should. We had this plan together. I thought we were together. But when it didn't turn out, then I rejected him. I've come to understand Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than yours and my thoughts and your thoughts. God is awesome and his greatness is seen in creation. His greatness is seen everywhere. You are not God. You are his child if you've received him. He's given you the right to become children of God. So you must trust him. You are the clay. He is the potter. How? What clay would yell, hey, what are you doing? What? That's not what I wanted to do. Who said you had anything to do with it? Now we do have our role of partnering with, trusting in, and keeping ourselves on the wheel. Has anybody done ever pottery before? My mother, God bless her, she, uh, when I was a kid, they went and turned the dining room into a, a pottery shop. Went and bought a giant kick wheel. Does anybody know what that is? And, and it was custom made. And they, they moved out the dining room table and put a giant kick wheel in and gave us pottery lessons. And so we learned to do pottery on a kick wheel. You do this kick wheel. I can still, I can still do it. There was something that was a little bit hard to learn at first, which was getting the, the lump of clay in the center of the wheel. Because if you don't get the lump of clay in the center of the wheel, it, it, I've, in fact, I used to just do that to splatter it on the walls when nobody was looking. I would have it off-centered and just get that thing going. So some of you need to go look up kick wheel pottery. They're all electric now, but the old ones were all kick wheels. And so I just kicked that thing going until it'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> some of you are not centered on the wheel. Some of you are not really yielded to God and you have a higher estimation of yourself. You think you're smarter than you actually are. And the truth is, no matter how intelligent you might be, you still don't know how planets don't spin off and explode and crash into each other. He knows every star by name. 
He knows them all and he knows your frame. He knows you're rising up. He knows you're setting down. Oh, Psalm 8 says this. Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and nursing infants, you've ordained your strength because of your enemies. That you silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens and the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you've ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man, that you should visit him? You've made him a little bit lower than the angels and have crowned him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You've put him over the things of your feet. All sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field and the birds of the air and the fish of the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. Oh, Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. God has a plan. He puts these desires within us, vision within us. But how that's fulfilled is up to God while you put your hand to the plow and don't look back. You put the clay in the center of the kingdom. You put him in the center of your life and you let the, the spinning wheel within a wheel turn in your life for the glory and the power and the presence of God and let the master's hand come on you. Some of you, you're like, want to get off the wheel because you don't like how it feels right now because you're so jacked up and the Lord knows that you are, so he's trying to heal you, but you just want to get off the wheel and become the vessel already. And, you know, he has no problem. You know, we had this, you know what we would do is this, I, I still remember it. It had these two pieces of wood and it had like a piano wire between it. And when you were done, you, you had to put that piano wire flat on the plate of the potter's wheel. And you'd bring it through the clay. And then you would then lift that off and you would then go fire the pottery. Some of you don't understand that God's trying to make something beautiful out of your life. You're all not centered. So come on, it talks in Jeremiah. Is it, can I not just mess it all up and start over? Yeah, he can. Some of you are like a do-over. I know I was. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Second way, if you're going to fulfill a dream, you got to be open to letting him have his way with you. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. Can you say Amen. It may not make sense from our perspective. It may not make sense. I've said it before that reason is the guillotine of your faith. So if you're constantly trying to reason, how does that work? How does that work? Wait a second. One, two, three. Scientific model. Listen, God's outside the scientific model. I mean, Godomatics is what I call it. If one can put a thousand to flight, two can put. Okay, that's not normal math. You see, when God's moving in your life, it doesn't have to make sense. You could get stuck. Don't everybody say, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. You could get stuck by being traditional and religious. I mean, can you imagine if you were Peter and, you know, those from Cornelius' house comes to, you know, comes to visit. I got that right? Cornelius, is that right? Angels, it's in the Bible. God bless you. I mean, you can imagine being Peter, being a, being a Jew. You know, I mean, you're, you're not going to eat any pork. You're not eating, I mean, you know, God bless him. Fourth of July, I'm looking forward to that pig. I thought about that today. We have a Fourth of July pig party. Hallelujah. 
it had to really do an override for Peter to have these are can you imagine being told you never eat this, 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 and this? Got it? Do you understand that you do not, as a as a man of God, a woman of God, you never eat these things. And now a sheet's let down, the Lord's like, Yeah, I call it all clean. Now it's like, what? He had to let go of that to see an outpouring in the Gentiles. I've seen people so stuck, so set in their ways. If it was that way for the Christian sense, you wouldn't be going anywhere. You'd still be in that house with 11 people losing your mind. But you're open and hungry for God. And even though it didn't fit your theology, and listen, we, we believe in right doctrine and theology. There ain't no doubt about it. And there is wrong doctrine. There is messed up theology. That's for sure. But God is not relegated to stay inside a box that you've created through your own thinking and your own framework. And if you get all traditional and religious, you can miss God. You could be a flake bag, as my wife says. That's another way to miss God. Flake. -y. Flaky. Flake. I, I think I said this morning, I'm going to say it again. I could always tell what time it was at morning prayer. When Christensen showed up, it was 7.15. Almost by the minute. You showed up at 7.15. He had a routine that he did. Prayer started at 7, but he had his routine. That's good. And then when he came, I knew. I mean, I, I think for a year straight, I checked. 7.15. 7.15. You could set your clock by the time that homeboy showed up at morning prayer. 7.15. Faithful. You know, if you're faithful and you're loyal... If you're brain dead, God will give you brains. I am a testament of that. If you'll just show up on time, do your best, continue to submit and serve and keep your heart right, don't be a flake. Don't be a flake. Don't be a, come on, fruits, nuts, and flakes. Hey, the Lord, oh, oh, the Lord told me. Shut up and get to work. I'm going to go encourage myself. Amen, pastor. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't mean to poke that in the eye. I mean, there is, I, I, I believe in the manifestation of the spirit. Forgive me for mocking sometimes. But I have seen, I have seen people that are so spiritually minded, they're no earthly good. They can't, they can't work. They can't keep their word. They can't be on time. They can't keep a job. They can't, it's always, oh, oh. Oh, the Lord wants me to lie on my couch and have every other person feed me. I want someone to help me. I'm not going to get up. I've actually had people in the church years gone by. They said, well, I'm called to be an intercessor, so I'm just going to stay home and pray. With a degree. They had, a deg they had more education than I had. Great, you know, engineering degree or something. And, and just, they, they couldn't, they, they, everybody had to feed them. Everybody had to drive them. Everybody had to you know, just cater to them because they were an intercessor. I got some intercession for you on the front side of my boot. You know, that, that, that's like a little bit of the Jonathan um, Shuttlesworth influence right there. So if you're offended, you can blame him. He'll be back in less than 24 hours. Don't be bound by your own ego. Don't be bound by your own ego. Some are so caught up in themselves that they're afraid of taking a chance. Well, because you might fail. Listen, faith is also spelled R-I-S-K. It's spelled risk. Many times you have to get out on the water and get going. 
That's not all independent of God's word and those who God has placed around you. Amen? There's wisdom in a multitude of counsel, right? Don't, get, don't be bound by not doing anything. Just, just, just believe God. God has a dream. I have a dream for you, says the Lord. Get to work. Look at your neighbor and say, he must be talking to someone else. I need to close. Dreams are many times progressive. Dreams are many times progressive. So I'll just tell you, the Christian says, it doesn't take a prophetic insight to tell you that that's not the last place you're going to be. You're going for, you're going for more training, and you're going to find your, you're going to find your, God's putting a dream on your heart. There's things that are taking place in this step of faith. It's, we call it progressive apostolic vision. Vision is always progressive. And as you move forward and you're faithful in that, he says, good job. Now move to Oregon or move to, move to Alaska, the last place you want to go. And, you know, they love you and everything. But, I mean, they're like from California. We need to pray for them. Amen? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> You've got to take steps of faith. And as you take steps of faith, that vision grows. It's, it's progressive. Vision is progressive. Say that with me. Vision. You could say it another way. The dream is progressive. The dream is progressive. So just be faithful. Don't be flighty. Don't be a flake. Serve. Trust him. Lean on him. His ways are higher than your ways. Timing is everything. I like saying it this way. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Right thing, wrong time, wrong thing. God has timing. Timing is everything. Time sequence of Paul's ministry is astounding. He wasn't ready to go to Asia. He had to build his team. And then after he built his team, then he went to Asia and had the biggest revival in all of the New Testament in a place called Ephesus, but he wasn't ready to have that right when he wanted it. How many of you, you want the dream? Yeah, but maybe you're not quite ready yet. Would you trust him? Trust his timing. Trust the process. You know, God, I went, when, Lord, when? A day is like a thousand years. A thousand years is like a day, and the Lord would say to you, I'll be there in just a second. So you can do the math on that. You know, God's got timing. And it's God's plan to build relationships. You'll find even that the relationships that you built in the place that you were just at, God's going to bring to bear. It's amazing. Relational wealth. God's into developing relationships. It's really the only thing you can take to heaven is relationships. All the people that you know right now that are saved, they love the Lord, or are going to be those relationships that you've had, those are eternal. Did you know that? You can't do the dream all by yourself. And that's why you need a local church. That's why you need vision and people to do it. The, the vision that God has for us is far bigger than any of us can do by ourselves. And the truth is, our team's too small and God's causing it to increase. Can you say amen? amen? God's clearly speaking to us tonight as I close as a church. Can I have somebody on piano? Please? Actually, uh, yeah, that'll work. Perfect. Thank you. Love your haircut. Awesome. See what God's doing among us. See what he's doing. He's bringing a family in, sending a family out, raising up. There's so many others that he's raising up here that maybe you don't know. Why? Because he has a dream. 
It's a dream that all the earth would be covered with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord covered on the shoulders, actually within the hearts of men and women and children. The glory of the Lord going into the highways and the byways. Some of you have forfeited the dream through sin, aborted the dream. Don't abort the dream. Don't abort the dream. If you've got things in your life that are out of accord with God's word, get it out of your life. Listen, you were created for a purpose. God's got an amazing dream, amazing plan for you. But his plan isn't going to come about just by you doing whatever you want to. You have to yield to him. And his plan, his plan is the one you want. He alone satisfies. You've heard it this, said this way. The hole inside a human being can only be filled with the Lord. Only Jesus can fill that hole in your heart. Embrace what God's doing. Plug in to the different, the different ministries and teams and things that we have here. We have a, a king's guide. Find out what's going on. See what interests you. I, I've told you so many times before, you know, my mama, I'm so grateful for her. She was hard on me when I first got saved. I mean, I didn't like her much for it because I just wanted to hang out. I started going to church. I gave my life to Jesus. And then I wasn't like, you know, I want to like be all a part of the choir. They just weren't, they weren't cool and I didn't want to hang with them. Does anybody else? I'm not saying nothing about your choir. I'm just saying. I just wasn't down with that. I was a different culture. And, you know, all those thousands of people that have received Jesus, you know why they're not here tonight? It's, it's just we're a different culture. They, they have a hard time syncing up with, with what we're doing. And sometimes we have so much Christianese in us that people can't even relate to us. I mean, even church, you get your own style and fashion, way of speaking. Praise the Lord. We're going to do some gleaning tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God, hallelujah. Shout to God with a voice of triumph. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What in God's name are you actually saying? I mean, if somebody actually doesn't know the word, you're speaking an entirely another language. Amen? Embrace what God's doing. Let go of the things of the past, the things of time and tradition, perhaps the disappointments of the past season and embrace a new dream. Dream God's dream for your life. God orchestrates things. He sets things up. He's weaving. He's molding you. He's fashioning you. It's not so much fun when the hands of the master press in on the clay of your life and after he makes it, he's like, no, we need to do that one over. So he sticks his hand inside there and begins to rise, raise up that vessel, cleanse from the former things, now used for noble purposes. There's all kinds of vessels. Vessels of ignoble purpose and noble in a house. Ignoble, that would be like a chamber pot. Okay, honey pot. All right, outhouse. Noble purposes. Anointing oil, a vessel that holds anointing oil. 
God has an amazing plan for you. Embrace it. As these families have done, as I have done, as so many in this house have done. I'm going to quicken, says the Lord, the time of fulfillment as you remain flexible and seek my face, as you remain enthusiastic about the things that I have said to you, I am going to quicken my dream for the time is short and the hour is now, says the Lord. I'm going to quicken the dream. I'm setting you up. I'm releasing favor. I'm releasing blessing. I'm releasing my kingdom in and through you. Don't be weary, says the Lord. In well-doing, for in due time, you will receive a harvest if you faint not. Would you stand with me all across this place? Lift your hands to heaven. A couple things before we close. I've gone just a little bit longer than I wanted to. Powerful time tonight. You say, Pastor, I have a dream and I just need to be strengthened because I'm wondering when God's name is going to come about. Come to the front. We won't pray for you. You say, well, like, I don't have a dream at all, but I want one. Come to the front. I won't pray for you. I want to just press in to the things of the Lord tonight. I want fresh, fresh hope, fresh, fresh strength. I want the Hergalots to come stand right here, right here. All of the babies in the house, every child here. The Lord says, I have a dream for you. I have a dream. Come on, come all the way up to the stairs. Lift your hands to heaven. Let the Holy Spirit just touch you right now. Come on, talk to him all across this place. Come on, talk to him. Right now. Holy Spirit. Release your fire within us, Lord. Holy Ghost. Release your fire within us, Lord. Holy Spirit. Release your fire within us, Lord. Release your fire of purpose and destiny. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Ghost, touch every heart. Release your fire within us, Lord. 
I see destiny all over the faces of those who are out here. Cry out to Him. Cry out to Him. Release. Release your fire. Touch and agree, one right after another. Touch and agree. Touch, move on. Touch, move on. Holy Spirit, come. I have a dream. Holy Spirit, come. Yes. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, release your fire.
God says this in 2 Kings, the story of the Shunammite woman. Her baby dies. She puts her dream. Her baby represents her dream. She put her dream on the bed. As she went to go find the prophet Elisha, her husband said, why are you going? It's not a new moon and it's not a Sabbath. What God showed me as Pastor Daniel was preaching is that Some people are only willing to pursue a dream on Sunday and Wednesday. And God's calling us to pursue a dream every day of the week. He's calling us to lay it down and say, I'll go after you every day of the week. Listen, we have a revival that's coming. God's ready to fulfill your dream and your destiny. He's wanting to know will you pursue him every night. Or you're only waiting for a Sunday and a Wednesday. It is your week. It's your time for your dream. Come on, lift your hands and say, it's my week. Come on, say it's my time. I want to close. Great word. I want to close uh, with this to help you regarding timing. Many people get messed up on when the time is. And I've learned, I've learned a secret. Right from Jesus to the disciples. It comes from the book of Acts, chapter 1. And verse 4 says this. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Verse 6. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? When is the time of the dream? When is the fulfillment? Will you, when is that? Is this it? Is this it? Is this it? Listen to his answer. And he said, it was not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has said in his own authority, but you will receive power from the Holy Spirit when he's come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The key to staying in step with God is stay so full of the Holy Ghost that it doesn't even matter because you're so wound up, so so lost in love, drunk, if you will, in the Spirit, so full of the Spirit, teeth white with milk, And eyes red like wine, as our guest said. Stay full of the Holy Ghost, and you won't worry about it. Be his witness. Do be busy about the things of the Father, and then you'll watch the dream just unfold. It'll just boom, 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 boom. You can talk to these couples. You can talk to anybody that's ever moved forward in the things of God to fulfill the dream. That's all you do. Don't worry about the timing. Don't worry about it all. That burden that I've placed upon your heart is true and it's real and it's me. You say, Lord, when, when, just serve and get lost in love with me and just watch and see what I'll do. A smoking flax 
I will not snuff out. My hand's upon you. I'm going to raise you up and elevate you. When you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you won't worry about the, you don't worry about the, the timing because you'll be so wound up in Him. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, as we close the service, you want to get right with Him all across this place. You say, that's me. So glad. Give your life to Christ. Repent of your sin. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. You want to receive Him for the first time or make a recommitment to Him. Pray this prayer with me. Right out loud. Repeat after me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die in my place, to rise again from the grave for me. Forgive me of all of my sin and be my Lord and Savior. Wash me and cleanse me. Make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. I pray, God, for these here that you'd fill each and every one of us that we would remain on the potter's wheel and the plan and the purpose that you have for us, God, you will bring to fruition. As we seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, we know that you add all things. The timings and the seasons, Lord, you bring about as it's under your own authority. And I'm mindful that we can hasten the day of your return. Through loving you and serving you, we can quicken your eminent return. I pray, Holy Spirit, touch every single person here. I break off covenant-breaking, dream-breaking assignments. I break them in the name of Jesus. Discouragement, lying spirits that come to bring discouragement that you've been overlooked, that it's too late, that he's passed you by. For even Caleb went in at 80. Joshua went in at 80. The times and the seasons are within the Father's authority. You shall be endued with power. Be filled with the Spirit and about the work of the Father. And watch His plan come about. Stay in the center of the wheel. And let His hand lovingly shape you, mold you, and make you. Cleansed from the former things. Now used for noble purposes. God, thank you. We'll give you praise. Put your hands together for God. Amen. We've got some fellowship out there. Amen. We'll hope that you'll stick around, have some cake, talk to some folks, get to know some people. We're so glad you're here. May the Lord bless you, keep you, cause His face to shine upon you. May He bless all the cake and the fellowship and the rest of your week. We'll hope to see you tomorrow at noon. Revival continues tomorrow at noon. 12 to 1, and then tomorrow night at 7. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll hope to see you. God bless you. God's on the throne. The devil has been defeated. Thank you for joining today's podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, you can partner with us and give at kcalaska.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and enjoy more messages like this one.